Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 80, Amanda Sullinan, running for City Councilor in Ward 3, recorded on September 21st, 2018. Amanda Sullinan, you are running for City Councilor in Ward 3. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you, Joey. So firstly, tell us, who is Amanda Sullivan? Amanda Sullivan, me. I'm a palliative care nurse. I'm a single mother. Prior to working in palliative care, um, I was a mental health and addictions nurse. I have lived in Ward 3 for 30 or 40 years, and that's about it. Why are you running? I'm a nurse. I'm not a politician, but I'm invested in Ward 3, and I feel I'm, I'm a true stakeholder. I felt that certain decisions that were made and implemented in Ward 3 during this last term circumvented public participation. I didn't feel they were transparent to the residents or that we were actively engaged or informed as the vital part of the process that would make the changes collaborative. There was also a concerning lack of response and unreasonable wait time associated with receiving a response from my counselor's office. I did some research and I found that the public engagement charter, as well as Hamilton's strategic plan, I saw the things that I found lacking were mandates not being upheld. I heard the frustration in my neighborhood at the lack of transparency, response, and advocacy for those who had reached out. I saw a lot of PR efforts and grandstanding and answers that pivoted. I saw someone's own agenda in an office that was created to be an objective one and to represent the interests of the residents of Ward 3. I know I can do better. I know I can be inclusive, fair, and objective, as well as responsive, and I will be a great voice for us. Do you live in Ward 3, yes or no? Yes. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? Yes, absolutely it does. I feel that I'm invested. I work in the ward. I live in the ward. My son goes to school within the ward. And my biggest investment, my home, and where I choose to raise my boy are all in Ward 3. I live and work each day here. My life is here. I don't believe that people who don't live in the ward should be allowed to run here. Your home's your biggest investment, and where you choose to raise your family is a profoundly important decision. And if you didn't choose Ward 3, you ought to run where you live. How have you contributed to your community and our city? Firstly, I'll say I'm a single mother. I usually work two to three jobs as a rule, and nurses work 12-hour shifts as a rule. Within my community, I volunteered at Adelaide Hoodless public school prepping for their snack program with uh, approximately uh, 600 children included to prepare for. That was years ago. Within the city, I've done volunteering with Scouts Canada. While I was a mental health nurse at St. Joseph's Hospital, I volunteered my time to assist development and implementation of a best practice falls prevention initiative for their acute mental health program. It affected outcomes and was of great benefit to our community. I think we volunteer more than we think. I do chores and errands for people who would have a hard time of the labor who are my neighbors quite often. And now that my son is older, I am excited at the opportunity to become more engaged within my community and the opportunity to do that. And irrespective of the results of this election, I'm very much looking forward to becoming more engaged and involved. What are your two priorities for Ward 3 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? My two priorities for Ward 3 would definitely be public safety and uh, elements of public safety that are of concern to me are our laneways because of the laneways in the city, Ward 3 has a very high percentage of the city's alleys. I would like them to be lit. Railroad tracks, 
We have quite a few railroad tracks in Ward 3. There have been catastrophic injuries as a result of them being open and not fenced properly and the signage being difficult for a young child or maybe someone with English as a second language to read. And there's been some issues with removal of beat officers where there was more of a police presence in some areas. And I'll give you the example of Barton Street. They had a beat officer for 14 years and that's been full. Those are my three things that are our biggies for me for public safety. Also, Ward 3 is the poorest ward of 15 and affordable housing is a huge issue here. It's a, a matter of great concern. What are three skills that you will bring to elected office that makes you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? I'm very compassionate. I'm a palliative care nurse, and my previous years were mental health and addiction. I can bring comfort to someone even in their last days and at the most difficult times in their life where they are their very most vulnerable. I am a good communicator. I don't use jargon or attempt to use big words that are isolative in conversation. I put people at ease. I have good verbal conflict resolution and de-escalation skills as well. Being a nurse, I function in a manner that induces public trust, where I'm really accountable to the public. I understand policies and procedures changing and being based on evidence because of that position. Ward 3 includes areas within the downtown Hamilton Secondary Plan, the BIAs of Barton and Ottawa, the transit-oriented corridors of King and Main Street, and numerous large parcels of urban land in other areas of the ward. As Ward 3 Councillor, you will need to decide upon planning applications of various heights, sizes, densities, and uses. You will need to balance numerous competing interests and goals in deciding upon those applications. What will be your process for evaluating development applications, and how will you manage different interests in Ward 3? So firstly, I would look at environmental considerations and impact, the engineering assessments that were available. Really important to solicit feedback from stakeholders in the surrounding area. I would look at what demographic the development is going to serve and what it will give Hamilton. Is that development going to displace anyone? If so, who? Is there inclusionary zoning for affordable housing included in the development? If so, what is the percentage of that? And is there green space included? And is it going to be energy efficient? Hamilton has a rental housing affordability problem. Ward 3 has seen a significant and marked decrease in affordability during the past decade. How will you address housing affordability in Ward 3 and across Hamilton? So Ward 3 is the poorest of all the 15 wards. Affordable housing is a huge concern in Ward 3. When you look at different options and things that we can do, did mention inclusionary zoning prior, but the issue with inclusionary zoning also is when you down a building that is affordable housing and you have something replace it that is inclusionary zoning, uh, what percentage of the 100% of affordable housing that you knock down is included within that inclusionary zoning? We have 818 kilometers of laneway in the city of Hamilton, and a very large percentage of that is in Ward 3. So when you look at tiny home initiatives, that's, that's a great option for us. My concern with affordable housing and LRT is that LRT will knock out quite a bit of affordable housing within Ward 3. And even if you have increased density and there's a percentage that is included that's affordable housing, there's still a long wait time to rebuild that. It, it's not close to 100%, and the gentrification may cause, you know, primary and secondary displacement as well. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? The changes that I would propose are to light up our alleyways, light up the laneways. That increases safety. It decreases crime. Keeping them clean in this initiative increases community engagement. 
It increases access to parking for motorists. With the implemented infrastructure changes, a lot of people are losing parking. Increase tree planting and give more funding to and for green spaces. That also increases community engagement and it improves the air quality for all of us because in wards three and four particularly, the air quality is an issue. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? So on the Hamilton strategic plan, I noted under quite a few categories that best fit was by law enforcement. So when we're looking at garbage and litter and environmental infractions and building code violations, I really think we can do better with that. The second thing that I would change with city service would be a note to LRT and implementing the BLAST network right away so buses get to rural and amalgamated areas. All Hamiltonians have service. The feeder lines will increase the ridership that is down on the main lines, and it will decrease the number of motorists on the road. I also think that money could be utilized to update our water delivery system and our sewage treatment and to prepare our roads. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? When I think of ranked ballots, I think that's more to process. I think there's an increased cost, likely a larger margin for error in processing that might discount votes. Only one person can win. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? I will encourage participation, be transparent with information to the residents, be responsive to our stakeholders, utilize consensus orientation with all different groups and stakeholders. I will be equitable, efficient. I will try and cut red tape. I will be accountable, and I will keep with the vision for our future and Hamilton's strategic plan within uh, the historical, cultural, and social complexities of, of those plans. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? So when we look at how the strategic plan guides us, we need to focus on both ends of the age spectrum. We need to provide quality public services that contribute to a healthy, safe, prosperous community in a sustainable manner. We need to recognize that Hamilton is growing, and we need to be mindful of how we guide that growth. It needs to be clean and green. We need to maintain our infrastructure. We need to allow business development. We need to encourage cultural development and expand tourism, keeping in mind the sustainability and environmental considerations. We need healthy, safe communities where all people can enjoy a high quality of life. And I think that the person we select should have the ability to identify people to act as resources for their gaps in knowledge, should be someone willing to consider the ideas of others, to be open and accessible to citizens, to be able to gain and maintain the trust of both citizens and council. They should have the ability to lead others and engage in mindful debate. They should be engaged in community. They should be culturally sensitive, and they should have an interest in the arts and tourism. Assets would be a background in child development and or aging or sustainable business development. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? I feel nursing is also this art, and I feel that I am adept at it and well-prepared. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council, and what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? The three words I'm going to pick are engaged, compassionate, and an advocate. 
I want people to say I was visible, I participated, I was accessible and interacted with them and solicited feedback for the engaged. For compassionate, I want people to say she showed concern for me, she listened, she responded, and I felt attended to. For advocate, I want them to say she looked out for my interests, she fought for my voice or my concern. And for council as a whole, I would say the same three words I would like to describe council, that they were engaged, compassionate, and that they advocated. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? Uh, Yeah, to the Ward 3 residents, I have lived alongside you nearly my whole life. I genuinely care about you, your days, your homes, your neighborhood, your family, your challenges and your hopes for the future. You're important to me. This isn't a stepping stone for me, and I don't come to you with any agenda of my own. I am here for you. Thank you for joining us. I wish to thank the Central Branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their sound studio where we recorded this podcast. This has been Episode 80 of the Public Records, The 155 Podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 Podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.